everyone, and welcome back to Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones. I am your host, Derek McDuff. With me today are Jonathan Aiken. Hello. And Ariel Ortiz. Hi, how are you? And today we are going to be talking about a cinematic experience of a lifetime. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Yeah, it just came out. We all saw it opening night. Oh, well, the Thursday night preview. Ari and I have seen it twice more since then, separately, uh, so we've seen it three times each. Jonathan's seen it twice, so he's lagging behind <laughs> us. Working on it. Yeah. I don't... But, uh, welcome, yeah, to... This is pretty much all we're going to cover today. Um, this is a podcast, of course, about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, this is the big defining moment that's been building up for 11 um, years, 11 um, franchises, 22 films, and it's all led to this... And it, it didn't disappoint. I don't even know where to start with this one, guys. What did you guys think about this movie? It was heartbreaking, funny, some of the best qualities of any of the of the Marvel movies just encompassed into it. It homage paid homage to like past movies, comic book moments like that have been so ingrained in the history of marvel it really comics. yeah if you've if you've like if you're a fan of the comics and even of the movies there's so much payoff in this it's it's ridiculous but it, it's not like you know bad fan service it's just like yeah like oh my god there's that thing there's that thing there's thanos's you know armor as a scarecrow like right of the vet it's oh, there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot it's a three-hour movie but it, and i've seen it three times it does not lag at all like not at all yeah, oh my god. I don't know, Jonathan, what, what's, what's your takeaway from this? Well, I consider myself a lover of Marvel movies mm-hmm. generally, a reader of the comic books growing up, a lover of the comic books growing up, um, but also one of the more critical movie watchers that I know. Yeah. Um, and definitely, definitely so for Marvel movies. I think I've been more critical of them historically because I care more about them right. than other movies. And despite being one of the more critical viewers, I know I loved it. And not only did I love it, but pretty much everybody I've talked to has had nothing but positive things to say about it. I don't think I've heard a single complaint from a single person. Everybody's just blown away by this movie, and so many people have seen it. It's already made, in its opening weekend, it made $1.2 billion dollars. With a fucking B. Well deserved. Like, mm-hmm. by this point, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. It's already made close to one and a half billion dollars. Like, it's already the number eight best-selling movie of all time, and it's been out for like five fucking days. <laughs> like, this, it's unprecedented. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's got a ninety-six percent in Rotten Tomatoes last time I checked. Yeah. Like, the critics are yeah. loving this movie. Audiences, everybody. Yeah. It's it's just such a satisfying payoff. Where when you have these big conclusion movies, like the last Harry Potter, the last Hunger Games, or the last Lord of the Rings, it's always something momentous. But this is bigger than that, because this isn't just like one epic franchise. This is like 11 epic franchises. Like there's, you've got the conclusion to Thor, you've got the conclusion to Iron Man, you've got the conclusion to like the Avengers proper, exactly, Captain America. You know, and then you still have some continuing stories. You know, you've got Guardians. This is kind of like... You know, they're going to be continuing on after this. It's kind of passing the torch. Spider-Man. Ant-Man, Spider-Man, Black Panther. But 
it it really even though it is the Marvel universe is continuing, it does feel like an ending. And mm-hmm. we will say at this point, by the way, guys, we're gonna be talking major spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie, if you're one of the three people in the world that haven't seen this movie, stop the podcast, come back to it, but plot, put it on pause. Go to your local theater and for three hours. For three hours, take a quick three hour. That'll break. feel like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, watch it, and then once you once you come out, just pop those headphones back in and listen to the rest of the episode because. We're going to be going right into the spoilers. And one thing, just to say real quick, you I think you used the word groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely, when watching the movie, had the feeling that we're watching something never before done. Yeah. Um, it very much like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, that was my experience. Like, this is this is new ground in, in uh, the world of movie no, making. Yeah, this is a new way that, like, the, the cinematic universe is like, I mean, it's kind of been done before, but not like this. This is... Right. Yeah, and the way that this film has been building—that's why it's making so much money. Part one of the reasons, also, it's a really well-made movie, but like, it's because it's got all this like hype and build-up behind it, and just like, it's so much payoff from all these different stories that all these characters that people have come to love for so many years. Yeah, I think for me, it is groundbreaking because Marvel Cinematic Universe in itself has been a groundbreaking yeah. thing. Nothing yeah. before Iron Man mm-hmm. had had existed. You know, they they created so many things that have become so ingrained in pop culture and in comic book movies themselves, mm-hmm. such as the end credit scenes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why this movie had to live up to yeah, that. And end it did were live before, up to that. But they just like not in the way they are like this, where mm-hmm. they're like an event, and like the end credits are like part of the movie. Like you need to see the end credits for like Ant Man and Captain Marvel. To like fully get this movie because they like lead directly into it in very important ways. Yeah, that's and, a good point. Yeah, and I think that's it's bittersweet because this mm-hmm. movie ironically didn't have yeah, I mean, a classic end credit yeah. scene, and I think that's like some of the best things because Marvel's like yeah, this is it's putting a period on it. Mm-hmm. It's not most Marvel movies end with an ellipsis, just like dot dot dot, and then this is gonna happen. This one is like no. You know, they do have, like, threads, but there's not an end credit where, like, what's going to happen next thing? Because it wants to feel like a definitive period on the this this version of this franchise, that what Kevin Feige has entitled the Infinity Saga. Kevin Feige, who is just a fucking genius. And, all, like, this Marvel Cinematic Universe is so unique because, like, other companies are trying to copy it. it. Yeah, and no one is succeeding. Like, no one, like... Like, the DC movies tried to do it, now they're, like, and Justice League just bombed, and now they're kind of going in more of a solo direction. They tried to, like, you know, do it with the, the universal monsters, with, like, they're like, Tom Cruise is going to be the first one, and it's going to kick off this one. And they had, like, a photo where they're like, you know, like, here's going to be, you know... All different monsters. Uh, yeah, Angelina Jolie is going to be... And none of those movies are happening now, because the mummy just tanked. They tried, you know, with the car before the hearts, and... Because it's the this is a hard thing to pull off. Like they see how successful it is, and they're like trying to replicate it. Nobody can, and that's mm-hmm. why this is so special. Because it's such a rewarding, hard thing to pull off. That when you are a fan, and you watch all these movies, and even little things like there's the big things. Like everybody will notice, like on your left. But there's smaller stuff too. For for me, one thing that I thought was incredible in this movie that I thought I would never fucking see was a character from a TV show. Did you guys catch it? Yeah. Yeah, Jarvis who was originally from Agent Carter, shows up in a flashback, or not a flashback, in a time travel sequence. And that fucking blew my mind. Because I was like, there's the Marvel like, shows and the Marvel movies have been very, very separate. And then when I was like, I was like, wait a minute. 
that's Jarvis from the TV show. And, you know, people who haven't seen the TV, Agent Carter, which is where it comes from, were like, oh, cool, Jarvis, that's where, you know, Tony got the thing from. It's like, oh, no, they actually brought in an actor from the show, which was amazing mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Just one small comment about mm-hmm. um, so no end credit scene on mm-hmm. this one, but right. there was still that special touch at the end of the yes, credits yes. in place of a scene, which was just the sound of. of I, it's the original sound bite from Iron Man yeah, when the, um, when the Robert Downey Jr. Bing. is creating the the the, the first yeah. the first mask of the Mach One. And just how special! I yeah. Mean, it, in, it, in place of a of an end credit scene, it's like, okay. We've closed out this saga, but. Let's harken back to what started it all, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just that personal touch of Robert Downey and the, yeah. the special. I, so with that, I want to talk about my MVP of not just this movie, but of all of Marvel cinema, mm-hmm. and I, he will be greatly missed because he is my favorite mm-hmm. um, Avenger, and that's Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, Tony Stark. And I feel like this was, it, even though it was bittersweet to have him go out the way he did because it, it but it just showed like this complete character development that has been 11 years in the making mm-hmm. he's gone from billionaire playboy philanthropist um, to this self-sacrificing hero that it, once he's ensured that his, his daughter is going to still be alive that he's okay with living without with with dynamic yeah because i mean he does at the beginning of the movie he says you know like kind of in order of importance he's like first we can't change anything i've got to keep my daughter then i want to make sure that we bring people back and then if i can if i can survive right yeah then you know that would be great too yeah i caught that the second time yeah, it I, would it would be nice if i didn't die exactly. while doing it yeah, yeah. it's like that well, was his, well, you got you know, two out of three two out of three that's <laughs> the third option so you know and now looking back at it even though i mean for me watching it the first time there was so many hints of, oh, it's going to be steep. It's going to be steep. Because of the yeah. whole him feeling, he's already is the man out of time. Mm-hmm. And he's always felt that that's always been a heavy thing on his, his heart. And I feel like, well, he's going to be the one. And they hinted it so much in this movie mm-hmm. with like him seeing Peggy in, in the, when they traveled back in time. Because he's always him, been a tragic character. Yeah. And him not expected to kind of end that way. Him even more feeling out of place with the, with the snap happening. And so I felt like, oh, it's going to be him. I turned to my brother. Like, it's going to be Steve. Yeah, I, be I Steve. thought it was going to be Steve going in. That was one of the few predictions I got wrong. Yeah. Um, I will pat myself on the back and say I got a lot of predictions right. <laughs> and then, Both in and off this podcast. And then so with that, looking back, it kind of, and with it being wrong, um, with it being Tony Stark, mm-hmm. that's the one that sacrifices and dies. It's kind of like, from a logistics thing, I it's probably what is best. Yeah. Like, if we're thinking practical, we already knew that this was Robert Downey Jr.'s last movie. There, he had to go, yeah, and go that way. Cap earned his happy ending. Cap earned his going back in time. Yeah, and you know? I and I feel good for him. But me, for yeah. Tony being my man for eleven years, is it's kind of bittersweet to me. And uh, but yeah. it's okay. Well, I was I went on IMDb. I'm like, okay, what is he gonna be in next? I'm yeah. Like, okay, yeah, he has yeah. that. Sherlock I'm Holmes like, three. That's still going. I Sherlock think. Holmes three. I'll because I've read the for IMDb. A while, that's a, and then first he actually good. has two passion projects that he's okay. doing. Is um Doctor Doodle, the journey of Doctor Doodle, mm-hmm. which Tom Holland is actually gonna be a monkey in it. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> can, play, can Dr. Doolittle can talk to animals? I mean, I, I get it, but it's just like, it's, you know, he's like, you gotta, the, the, that you, song. You gotta bring the kid in. Bring yeah. in the kid. And then um, Geppetto, um, he's gonna, I mean, no, Pinocchio, but he's gonna be Geppetto. Okay. And he actually might, it might be kind of darker twist. I, I like but the, he wants that. I like, actually, you know how they've been remaking all the Disney movies, and there's like, every once in a while, there's like a dark version, like, too. Like, I think I always prefer, like, the non Disney other dark version. Like, I love. The like Andy Circus Jungle Book way more than like the the Disney one. Like I fucking yeah. love that. So it's the same. same well, kind I don't of thing. know. I don't know if it is going to be Disney or not. Yeah, that's why. I don't well, know. I don't think but, it is because yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 excited for those now. Yeah, and I, I'm really going to miss Tony Stark. What one thing I want to comment on? Mm-hmm. I, uh, interesting you hear say hearing you say that in the way that you did. I I've always. Um, been interested in selfish versus sacrificial heroes mm-hmm. um, and that's why I've always been drawn to the the Tony Stark character and his dichotomy with the um, Steve Rogers character mm-hmm. and what I loved about this movie it, the way I read it was uh, sacrificial yes maybe uh, but not tragic there was no yeah. a tragic wow. hero and that was so special to me mm-hmm. on the one hand Tony Stark he's always been sort of the the quote selfish hero right. and that his whole mode of functioning uh, is all about f- uh, fulfilling his purpose or carrying out the function that his brain has enabled him to do like you know he wants to build something he's got to build it and they they just they really delivered on that in this movie more so than any of the others um it it was this he the way that he saved the day was by being tony you know we, we get that through pepper she says you know you won't be able to rest. You need to do this. This is part yeah. of what makes you you is to create the universe that you can feel comfortable yeah. leaving behind. Like, so we get that. Yeah. And but, then on the other side, we get Steve Rogers, who has always been kind of the opposite mode. It's not about what can I do, but it's more like what can I give up for myself right. um, for other people. And then he finally he gets the he gets, thing that yeah, he, he deserves. Exactly. It's so special. So, right so in that, that way, they kind of switched roles essentially because in the end, Tony is the one that is the sacrificer. He's the one that sacrifices, and then Steve is the one that does the selfish thing and goes back and, and lives his life with Peggy in that way kind of like it'd be but that's yeah. because Tony influenced him and like it's it's a, such there's so many accumulations of of character growth between like not just individual individual but within the relationship each other, yeah. That's, yeah that's when I think the the biggest thing about the Marvel universe is the characters and the way they rub off on each other and they grow through each other and you just see like like one of these like great moments from the beginning of the film is when Thor is just like at a really really low place and you see Hulk come to him and Hulk comes and he says you know who came, who was there for me when mm. I was really low mm. and he's like Natasha and he's like no buddy you and like referencing you know mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok and how like the Hulk was at that low point and now you know the Hulk has kind of you know grown and he's at this new point where he's like Professor Hulk and now he's gonna be there for Thor and I love by the way Thor's arc across this movie and like all the movies like Thor one. Like, how he is in Thor 1, he has grown so much. Mm-hmm. And you can point, like, pinpoint each movie that he's in, what he grows, what he does, you know. Like, in the, he grows, like, he's not selfish in the first one. Then he, like, learns to, like, kind of, like, be careful more people. And then the third, in third Thor, he kind of, like, you know, realizes how to be a good leader. In this one, 
he's kind of like, okay, maybe I don't need to be a good leader. Maybe I don't. I can just go off and do my own thing and pass the torch. And I, I just, I, Thor is my favorite Avenger. I, I fucking love Thor. I'm like, even when like nobody liked the Thor movies, like Thor one and two, I fucking love Thor. And hashtag I, Team Thor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just I, everything about him and like getting to see Korg again and Valkyrie was so fucking cool like mm-hmm. it goes back to what I was talking about with the, noticing the little things and how you get so much payoff the city that New Asgard is built in is the city that in Thor Ragnarok Odin said is where Odin is and he said, I noticed yeah, that yeah. yeah he's like this place could be Asgard you yeah know? yeah like, Asgard is another what place. a great touch and if you know, go back even further that's where Odin hid the Tesseract in the beginning of Captain America 1 when the Red Skull oh. goes to Norway that's where the church was wow. where the Tesseract oh, wow. was hidden yeah so it's it's just crazy the amount of like stuff they like hide in just like plain sight with this where if you're paying attention you're like that's so fucking cool so while we're still on the on the topic of, of character development, there were two characters that I felt like I was like amazed and by their character development, and one that I'm like actually very excited to continue on. Um, the first is like Pepper. Actually, yeah, I was so I enjoyed that because yeah. for all the all the Iron Man movies, the Avengers movies up to this point, she's always been so hesitant mm-hmm. to Tony being a hero. Yeah. And that there was, of course, moments where, for me in the in the past movies where I'm like, just let him be, just let him be. <laughs> like I love you because Tony loves you, but yeah. yeah, come on, stop. You know, and so her finally, and it sucks that it t- took total mm-hmm. uh, decimation for her to realize this, but her being the one to push him forward, that he yeah. wasn't going to do it. Yeah. He was like, I could put he it away. He finally walked away. I don't need this. Mm-hmm. I have you I have our daughter Mm -hmm. I don't need this and her being like but you don't it won't you won't be complete this is who you are you are Iron Man and And he's like I can't save everybody she's like kind of sounds like you can yeah and so that's what was so refreshing and that is like an incredible character growth on her part and I love seeing her as like um, well it's called she's rescue in the comics she's not She's kind of different than Rescue because Rescue doesn't have guns, but basically she's Rescue and mm-hmm. just like that cool, awesome blue like Iron yeah. Man suit yeah. scene. And her being so accepting of that, like that mm-hmm. now, now, now she's a hero. And then when he dies, like she's she's sad, of course, because that yeah. is her her love. But mm-hmm. the fact that she's accepting of it as much as as he's accepting mm-hmm. of it. And oh my gosh, that, I I just that moment just crushed me. Yeah. Like just him when she shows up and he's like, "Hey pot, hey, hey pepper," mm-hmm. like how he always addressed her, "Hey pepper." Hey. Yep. I I don't want to be that guy who splits hairs too much, but I actually think that um, that kind of illustrates my thought about Tony. There's a way in which I don't really think that he is sacrificial in that moment. Like I think it's part of what completes Tony is fixing the world right yeah. it's 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 that's what it means to be yeah. tony and and you're kind of saying like what pepper finally did was embrace tony mm-hmm. and, and Pe- tony has always embraced tony yeah. but when she embraces tony it's like he can complete himself he mm-hmm. he does this not to give something up but because he can't rest it's like it's the culmination of his character mm-hmm. um, right so sacrifice or not I, I thought it was really special and i, I do like I, and i remember you saying that coming out of the movie theater like she can finally embrace him being a hero mm-hmm. and that that was interesting i'd never thought about that like to uh, tony 
as a hero has never been the Tony that Pepper interacts with directly. Mm -hmm. And finally, she's able to accept that and even embrace it. Um, mm -hmm. So, And so the second character that I, I found has had incredible growth over her um, Marvel Cinematic um, appearances, and I'm so excited, actually, for her to continue on, is... Um, Nebula. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh my God. I, it's been so. It was such a. I was so surprised that they focused so much on yeah. her in this movie. Yeah. I think Great. she yeah. was like the yeah. fourth most screen time. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and it was just I didn't mind it because like she, it, you see that five year growth. Yeah, and you get yeah. to see With, that in action in, because she yeah. literally like fights and then kills her past like less character developed yeah. self. Yeah. Which we'll I go fucking on, loved. We'll, we'll, yeah. I want to talk about this whole thing later on but the, the whole time but, yeah. but for her yeah. yeah and just seeing that she and i'm so excited for her to like she's actually the her and rocket are the guardians that are going to become probably the ambassadors to like everyone else because they're friends with them like yeah. she's yeah. like yeah. you could tell like her like um saying oh Rhodey, there's an idiot yeah, on the yeah. like she's probably friends with Rhodey, mm -hmm. and like as much as nebula can yeah and that whole scene with it's it like she is, has that innocence still mm -hmm. in her, like with that scene with him, him, her, and um, Tony with them at well, the beginning. Yeah, playing that, it's football. so great when like he's like like they're playing the like the little uh, I forget what you call it, but like the flick um, football. Finger football. Uh, and uh, she's just he like he's she's like, grown so much where she's just like he's like that was fun. And she's like it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so such a great moment, and you see she is really developed, and it's very very clear, especially. When you see, you get to see her past version more than anybody else. And I think you know what, like, she's the accumulation of like being the most machine. Mm -hmm. And I think she's actually with you see her gain her humanity, and mm -hmm. she's a lot more human than she had started off with yeah. in Guardians. So. No, I, I I agree completely. Like I loved Nebula in this movie. Definitely one of the standouts, which is you know surprising yeah. in a movie that had so many yeah. great yeah. characters that I absolutely love because I. I liked Nebula in Infinity War. Um, she was never like I was never huge on her in like the first two gar or the two Guardians movies, but man, she stole the show in this one. Yeah, she she's always kind of annoyed me, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just I, I I've tolerated her for the sake of any story that she's in, mm -hmm. but that's that was the extent of it. But I I completely agree. This movie made me like Nebula. Oh, yeah. Um, I was completely happy with her presence and, in the story. So yeah, I'm super excited for the next Guardians, just for her. Yeah, her yeah. and fucking Thor in the Garden, the as yeah. Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. Well, that's gonna be hype. Oh, it's it's possible that he's only hitching a ride with them. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he's, he's gonna, gonna hope. Be in the movie. I'm, I'm thinking he's gonna be in the movie. Right? I don't know. The way I mean, that they I don't ended know, it. I don't know what Chris Hemsworth's um, status. Oh well, I think he's like anymore. he's like his like contracts, but I think he's all on board. Like he seems okay. like he he wants to do some more because he. Yeah was kind of the driving force why the Thor movies kind of became more fun yeah. and Thor became yeah. more like because mm -hmm. he was he had like this conversation with Kevin Feige was like I would like to do you know like more stuff like this and more you know blah 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 and kind of have Thor be less like you know like oh yes I'm an old Game of Thrones guy and more just kind of like fun yeah. and so I think that he's really on board that's why he kind of didn't have the bookends that Cap and Iron Man did and even Hulk with you know Hulk getting kind of like his arm fucked up and mm -hmm. stuff like he's the one who can kind of continue on and I yeah. think he will in Guardians I think that's what, going back to, like, what puts Marvel um, apart from any other, like, thing that's trying to catch up with them is that they have so much collaboration with their, sta with their um, 
Temple characters mm-hmm. uh, or actors yeah. in that way, like with like you said, Chris Hemsworth was a, a driving factor of Thor Ragnarok happening this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so totally sure that that Robert Downey Jr. was like because it's possible that it's going around that Robert Downey Jr. was the only one that was allowed to read the entirety yeah. of Infinity War and Endgame yeah. script. And Tom Holland and, was the one who got the least. Yeah, <laughs> not surprising exactly. to anyone. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised that, that Robert Downey they might have came up to him like, hey, this is your last movie, how do you want it, and is this way okay? And I'm sure that he collaborated with how he went yeah. out. And, yeah. So I feel like that's a, is a, another thing that, that has set Marvel di- apart, is that they actually, because they, they understand that their actors know these characters. Mm-hmm. And even Tom Holland with Spider-Man, he is he knows Spider-Man, yeah, so they listen yeah. to him too. And mm-hmm. that even though he's only been in oh, yeah, a few sure. movies. Yeah, and uh, one other thing, so we've been this is something I really want to talk about. We've been talking a lot about Tony's sacrifice. There was another really big important sacrifice. Yes. Another, the other Avenger, main Avenger who died in this movie. Going back to character development mm-hmm. too is um, Black Widow, um, Natasha Romanoff. Honestly, that scene, like I was, I it got me when you know Tony Stark died. But that scene, mm-hmm. when it's just the two of them fighting each other to see who they're tr- both trying to sacrifice themselves, and it's a complete reversal of like when Thanos was up there. And Thanos is like, I'm here to sacrifice someone else, and their whole thing is, and I kind of talked about it on the Infinity War podcast when we were uh, talking about people who are sac- sacrificing themselves are what's going to end up saving this universe, and that's what happens. They're not fighting or, like, trying to see who has to get sacrificed. They're like, I want to be the one. Mm-hmm. And that was heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Like, you have these characters who both care about each other so fucking much. And they you- both want to die for each other, and they're both trying to, like, kill themselves so the other one can live. It was kind of reminded me a little bit of Spartacus, the end of Spartacus, but, like, Holy shit, that was fucking incredible. Like, and even though we've like seen their relationship throughout the movies, you mm-hmm. in that moment where Clint puts his head, his forehead to Natasha's, you get that sense yeah. of like this is an older brother wanting to sacrifice for his younger sister, and yeah. vice versa. Like they have that yeah. that sibling. Um, they, yeah, they care about so each other much. so much. Yeah, that they've been through so much, mm-hmm. and like the callback to Budapest right before mm-hmm. that, and. It's it is heartbreaking. And how she goes and finds him when he's like gone off the rails in Japan, and he's kind of become what she was. Like yeah, exactly. It's just so many fucking emotions Mm -hmm. with that, and like I was just bawling. That's I cried all three times I saw the movie at that point. Like it just really did. It just really got me. Like that whole relationship. Like they're not the most famous Avengers. They've never had their own movies. They've just kind of been like. Well, it's going to be a prequel now. Yeah, there will be one, but like up to this point, there hasn't been one. But like their relationship is definitely like one of the strongest because they they've having a history before these movies even start. They mm-hmm. know each other, and like he's when he's firing the arrow and he jumps off. You don't know who's it gonna be. He jumps off the cliff. And, oh, it's gonna be Hawkeye. And then she just I oh know. my god! It it's that was a roller coaster of emotions for me <laughs> right there. Within like I think maybe three minutes. Yeah. Is that whole thing where he he takes her down and yeah. then she takes him down and mm-hmm. then he runs off she catches him yeah. to, and then like basically sticks him to the wall and then the shots right after that are very reminiscent of Infinity War and the set, the music's the same where mm-hmm. like you see her dead just like Gamora was dead and then Clint wakes up and he's got the 
soul stone and he's crying and I'm crying and and in that moment you have a difference you I'm, I I want to go back and see the difference of emotions between Thanos and Hawkeye mm-hmm. in that moment because they do wake up in the same um thing same exact kind of same pose, exact yeah. way and just you could see Hawkeye even when he gets brought back mm-hmm. he just collapses yeah whereas Thanos is like kind of he he's pro- I will give him that he is like um mournful but, yeah, but, but he, yeah. he, it's in a way like it's a necessity. Yeah, but that's what it's, the movie's kind of saying is like sacrificing others is not good. Like mm-hmm. making a sacrifice where you have to sacrifice others is the villain's thing. Mm-hmm. Making a sacrifice where you sacrifice yourself for others, like not like literally necessarily, but you know, is the good thing. And I think that's really, com- that's the one time in this movie where it really comes through. It was probably my favorite part of the movie just on a analytical and just kind of like purely like deep emotional level my favorite part of the movie on a fanboy like emotional <laughs> like holy shit was when fucking Captain America yeah. grabs Thor's oh, no, fucking amazing. hammer I lost my mind yeah. I saw you yeah. guys were next to me I was losing my shit in the middle <laughs> of that theater I was like oh my fucking god like like Thor says, I knew it. I, I was like, yep, yep, okay. And just like him just wailing on down so the hammer, he's got the shield, and then they switch. He's like, look, you te- let me get the big one. Just like, oh my God, it was fucking incredible. Like, it's everything I've wanted out of an MCU movie. Like, yeah. it's total, like, beyond, like, any analytic. It's just like, that's what you want to see in a fucking comic mm-hmm. book movie. Is Thor, is, is Captain America holding the shield and the hammer just wailing on Thanos? That's what that those two scenes really make what uh, make or illustrate what makes these movies so great. Is you have these emotional scenes between great characters, and you have just the most badass, fucking cool comic booky shit ever. Just him using the hammer and because I that's one of one of Captain America's like skills is that he's very um, adaptable. Mm-hmm. So him just instantly being able to use the hammer and his shield in combination yeah. and and do all these different things was just a freaking amazing visual and fan girl moment too for me too yeah. but yeah going back to that it for in the when we did watch it it was in the thursday night mm-hmm. and just that crowd made it a yeah. lot more better yeah, and all were, those moments better yeah. like that one and then we have another captain america moment with the Hail Hydra. That was, was so, so good. Oh and my I, god. Because you think it's going to be the elevator scene from Winter Soldier. Yes. And it just goes, Hail and, Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> and it is also so contrasting. Yeah. And yeah. I, what other um, comic book, like Easter eggs kind of thing? Like, and there's, there, it was cool in that same scene. I talked about how there was connections to the show. They mentioned a character, Dr. List, who's only on TV shows. Yeah, it's on Agents exactly. of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. which I thought was fucking cool. A little nice little Easter egg for the mega fans like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. one, one thing about that that mm-hmm. scene with Cap and yes. the hammer, um, for me, uh, and I think being a, a reader of the comic books, there's always been an issue in the movies, a, a real challenge with Captain America is supposed to be on par with the highest level of hero. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to putting that on screen, it's hard to do because just he's he's a human yeah and he's a peak human but he's no hulk he's no iron man yeah um and so we've only up until this point really been able to see cap's great virtues as a hero mm-hmm. um as as character virtues just his character right. rather than okay he like punches some guys in really cool ways yeah. but w- what's finally delivered to us is the greatness of cap 
made visual in battle. It's yeah. like, and, and, and the awesome thing about the hammer being the bridge there mm-hmm. is the hammer is only wielded by those who are worthy. Yeah. So we get to see the greatness of Cap mm-hmm. through the hammer made into combat. Yeah. And he fights the most powerful villain in the universe yeah. and he kicks his ass yeah. it is wonderful so that whole like like last fight was so fucking cool and i will say also like i'm really oh lo- and then avengers assemble with the entire oh god yeah yeah, yeah oh. that was incredible but i was really glad that like thor was like i'm still worthy that was like a moment that really got me because he's like mm-hmm. low 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 but then he, he gets his hammer and he's like no i still am worthy and then cap gets it caps worthy too like i fucking loved it but talking about what you're kind of saying about how we when we saw it the Thursday night preview, that crowd was incredible. Like I saw opening weekend again. I think we all did, and like those were good crowds. But like the the experience of seeing it, like this opening once night, in a lifetime, it was yeah, it was unlike anything. I love those kind of like quote unquote. It wasn't midnight, but those quote unquote midnight screenings feels where you're there with the super fans and everybody is fucking jacked and people are cheering and somebody shows up and people just start clapping or like when when Captain America gets like the you can uh, the hammer people just lose their mind or this happens and you can hear just when you know tony dies and you can just hear the whole theater crying the and stanley cameos and people just lose their minds mm-hmm. that experience i love the shared experience of cinema like yeah. you will never get that like watching it on your couch as much as i love what we just watch on my couch like seeing it in the theater I'll never, I'll never replicate that. It was a once in a yeah. lifetime. It was yeah. beautiful. Even yeah. in the end credits, because they did a special mm-hmm. thing for the original six yeah. Avengers of that, yeah. The, yeah. their autograph. Oh, it's fucking amazing. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm getting chills right now. Yeah. But it was literally in our theater. We all watched it together. It was just standing ovation. Yeah. So cool. It yeah. was oh so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just, just that experience is makes these kind of movies just worth it you know yeah yeah i mean and it's gonna and it's gonna continue and that's what's like it's hopeful for me just like do you want to go into like the future Mm -hmm. with that um with so so well well, before we get into the future like because i want to i do want to talk about that in a bit let's talk about because we talked about just kind of like the feelings and cool scenes but like you got let's talk about like the structure of this movie and like how it played out because oh, we need to I, talk about the time travel too. Yeah, because I really thought yeah we didn't even touch on like really uh, the time travel because I thought like basically the first fifteen or twenty minutes of the movie is what most people thought the movie was gonna be like we're gonna yeah, go yeah. we're gonna get like Captain Marvel and we're gonna like kick the shit out of Thanos mm-hmm. and Thor's gonna go for the head and that was the very beginning of the movie and then it's just like that happens but like they don't win and then it just goes five years later. yeah oh man and shit is. Like so, and it goes in a direction that I was not expecting. Like well, I kind of heard some things about time travel, but I I thought I knew it was about it was there was going to be a time jump. I I knew that coming in, but I still I did not see them actually going and killing Thanos. Mm-hmm. And it oh yeah. no, it, they're lost. Like, Thor like kills him right on the mat. That was crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I I was very surprised with that. And then so yeah, you get the five years yeah. later, you insistently see like all these different changes and, and yeah I do love that scene that where the five years later um, scene uh, that first one because you get is it Joe or Anthony it's Rousseau? Joe Joe, Joe Rousseau Joe like cameoing as actually the first gay character in the MCU he, but, yeah and then his and daughter then, is um is Hawkeye's daughter oh okay Lana and Laura okay and then um, Jim Starlin who created Thanos is actually also in that support group um, so mm-hmm. it's really cool that he got a cameo on this too mm-hmm. But yeah, that first act is just like real depressing. Um, mm-hmm. But then 
they go to some Back to the Future 2 shit, where they're like, you, it's so fucking, that's another thing about being rewarding about, like, these movies, is you get to, you go see, like, Guardians and Avengers 1, and, or The Dark World, which is one of my favorite movies, like, from the MCU, nobody else likes it, but I think it's super underrated. I like it. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. Hashtag Team Thor. (laughs) But, like, you see these movies from Back to the Future angle, like, you get to see all these iconic scenes from, like, the other side. so cool. It's the only, yeah, I fucking Oh my gosh, yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, just like. (laughs) Oh, so he's an idiot. (laughs) Come on, get your Oh my god. Because that moment, because it's also funny because in that moment, watching Guardians, you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is awesome, this is so good, and then in reality, it's like, this is a guy speaking to himself. And they do the same thing too in Avengers Tower, because like, you have that like, epic hero pose where Loki's like, I'll take that drink down, he looks up and it's just all posing, and then they kind of like, show the second after that, and it's just like, alright, we can't stand around posing all day. <laughs> like, but I do love that like, when it starts, you get that same shot from Avengers of the Chitauri ripping off his mask, mm-hmm. and you get the, the 360 iconic yeah. shot from the yeah. Avengers. When that happened, I was like, oh my god, we're fucking in it. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. fucking yeah. in yeah. it right it was, now. It's, uh, it was great that that was the first yeah. Um, yeah. One, flash, it, like, yeah. Time travel mm-hmm. place that they showed. Yeah. Because it just set everybody mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. This like, this is, is like where it all yeah. started. It was so creative. Like, um, I fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah. so here, I'm just going to do my little shtick real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, my biggest complaint for, mm-hmm. for movies generally is the screenwriting. Um, I often think that people uh, take a great story and they just do a poor job of adapting it to film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I've had some criticisms for the Marvel movies in the past in that regard. But what's so stunning to me, and... and Marvel owes everything to the Russo brothers for this. Like, the yeah. just the the expert craftsmanship of the screenwriting for this well, movie. They, they, like, they, 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 I want to shout out to Christopher McFeely, um, who's the screenwriter. The Russo brothers directed, but they didn't write. Okay, well, yeah, but they were nevertheless. Amazing. None, yeah, yeah. Not to take anything away from them. Right, right. I of think course. We should mention these other guys too. The writers were amazing. Yeah. So just uh, to think about what was achieved with this movie, mm-hmm. you you've got you've got uh, individual hero arcs. Mm-hmm. You've got the global hero arc. You've got the previous stories that they travel back to. Yeah. Um, and you've got a, a, some like thirty plus A rated actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a balanced screen time. It, they they executed all of this beautifully. It was like seamless. Mm-hmm. Everything had a purpose. Oh, yeah. The 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 screen time for the different characters, each of their character development arcs, the ultimate story, the cli- like it was just all so well organized and so well integrated. Like no waste, uh, very meaningful, mm-hmm. well tied together. I mean, it's amazing. It's a, it's a three-hour movie where there's like no nope, I don't want to cut any of this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything is essential. As opposed to Transformers Three, which I want to cut all three. Yeah. Hours, but that's another story. Uh, yeah, but uh, but kind of going back to that um, time travel scene. because oh. what were you we gonna say? Oh, so do you want me to describe? So um, Joe Russo just had just came out with explaining the time travel. Um, well, 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 well so before I just wanted that. to say um, we're talking about the time travel, and you know, get the scene Captain America, and that is the ass of America, oh, and all yeah. that good stuff. <laughs> But then, because you see, that is you get to do sense. all this kind of unique, cool stuff, and the coolest thing was having Captain America fight. That was stuff. cool. That uh-huh. was because you've seen oh, Th- Thor fight Captain America. You've seen Thor. Fight, you've seen all the Avengers fight each other. Now you get to see an Avenger fighting himself. Yeah. That was so. Yeah. And you see the like them pull the shields in the air, and he's like, "I can do this all day." Yeah, I know. Just yeah, like I know. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. And, and it very, very um, 
celebratory of the comic book style, right? Mm -hmm. It's like very iconic for a comic book uh, to have the hero fighting himself at some point. So it's like they even worked in that angle. It's really cool. No, for sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we did have some discussions about the time travel and... And like confusion of it. um, Yeah. But so Joe Joe Russo came out and said that um, for the time travel, it's not a time loop. Both Ancient One and Hulk were right. You can't change the future by simply going back to the past. But it's possible to create a different alternative reality. It's not a butterfly effect. Every decision you made in the past could potentially create a new timeline. For example, the old Cap at the end of the movie, he lived his married life in a different universe from the main one. He had to make another jump back to the main universe. At the end, to give the shield to. Sam. Okay, because that's what I was kind of yeah, kind of what yeah. I was saying. So in that regard, there is potentially at least four, I think, different yeah. alternative realities that were created. Yeah. That so maybe they they're not doomed because yeah. maybe it's it like what the ancient what I was getting from the ancient one is that if you remove the ti- the stones from the timelines, then you make a dark, then you make yeah, a dark yeah. reality, mm-hmm. but. There, I'm, I'm pretty sure other realities yeah. were created. And if we potentially have, that could build into the ultimate universe yeah, yeah. and the convergence and one of it. And, like, I mean, there's there's also another way, like, I kind of was looking at Like, that's kind of what I was saying afterwards about different realities. You can also look at it that, like, this is the main reality and it's just, like, the character, like, it's not necessarily that another reality is being created, I don't know, like, I guess you can, quantum physics get complicated is kind of the point of what Hulk is saying. Well, I think but, it's um, a branch system of, like, well, time I, travel. Well, that it's just, like, from, like, this character's perspective, it's a different reality. Like, the Gamora, who is now in Guardian, it was now in, you know, the movies. We don't know if she's dusted, though. I don't know, she's definitely not dusted. So that's She's, she's gonna show up in Guardians 3, there's no okay. way she's dusted. So that, too, like, with the dusting... Mm-hmm. That's getting that was killing them. Yeah, yeah. So that in itself is in the where he came from that timeline where he came from. He's no longer there. Yeah. Well, so if, if the, never, the thing is, I'm wondering like, do those timelines still go on? I mean, because like I know they did come to. out. Do they though? I don't think they because do. They, no, because they have to because it's a different. They changed that that timeline. Because, yeah, it's like the branching system. Well, I think that's one way you could look at it, but I don't think it necessarily has to be that way. I think that, like, from these characters' perspectives... Yeah, from these characters' perspectives... They they might come from a reality that doesn't really exist because, like, it's not from the... It's it's weird, it's complicated. I mean, it's just kind of like, you can kind of take this... My point is you can kind of, like... Take this I'm a number of different ways. I'm keeping it that in the reality that they just did that Thanos, that Iron Man is still alive, but none of the, <laughs> none of the oh, Infinity I see the motivation now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, but, yeah, that's kind of when we came out of the movie, we were kind of talking about what I was saying, what, you, like, the Russo mm-hmm. brother was saying, Joe Russo I, was saying. If you break it down, I think it's... Because I... They... There are... There have been some movies or stories that mm-hmm. it's... it's This is the type of... Um, time travel and that might be what the what if series is based on that's what i was thinking too yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that that's what the what if series is going to be based on and that might be a branch universe and i think that might be like the loki they're making that loki tv show that's gonna maybe even come into the main reality with that because he has a space stone who knows maybe the space stone can do that that was the the you know so going to these um these um tv shows and spin out and movies that are going to be continuing and so with the loki um um, well, let's get into story. that more. Yeah, we're gonna keep, but it's like, going to possibly yeah, come out yeah, of that. That's, yeah, and you know there are all these, and who knows? Maybe that's like what the Scarlet 
um, or the the no, Black Widow I think movies. That's a prequel. But I think it's a prequel, but it's a possibility. But um, like yeah, so that was like the second action movie was all the cool time travel shit. But then holy shit, that ending that was one hell of a fucking ending where like you have that crazy and just everybody. This is a movie where like I remember seeing it's the scene where like. Doctor, like Black Panther, throw like Thor throws the hammer and he gets the gauntlet from Black Panther and then Valkyrie flies by on a fucking flying horse and Spider Man catches her with it. I'm like, this is a thing that I'm seeing with my eyes in a fucking movie. <laughs> like, this is incredible. This is straight out of some comic book mm-hmm. shit. And the fact that they're putting this up on the big screen, yeah. like Valkyrie and Spider Man have never talked. He's just like, oh hey, how's it going? Like, but like audience is like, yeah, cool, okay. Like I've seen these movies. I know who these people are. You're like. They don't have to like spend time in the movie to be like, okay, this is who Valkyrie is. They're just like, yep, here you go, fucking go. And I'm like, oh my god, yeah, fuck, this is incredible. And it is realistic because yeah. it's gonna be like you're not gonna fuck, you care who you're, yeah. you're running with, if uh, or who you're fighting with, mm-hmm. as long as you're fighting against the same yeah. thing. And it was this battle um, in the same way. It kind of reminded me of like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, where it's like yeah. the best battle is the end of. Helm's Deep and the same thing I think is the best battle is the end of Infinity Wars this one is more than just a really cool battle it has all these it's a good battle with like these great character beats you're more focused on the characters than like yeah. necessarily the logistics yeah. of the overall battle mm-hmm. another payoff of, of a previous movie is mm-hmm. the um, kill mode yeah. Karen, yeah Karen's kill mode mm-hmm. and finally seeing that yeah. in play did you guys notice Howard the Duck by the way yeah <laughs> that was so great how cool yeah, yeah. yeah. I only noticed that because I saw a thing about it on the internet, and I was like looking for it. I was like, "Yep, there he is." Yeah, Kevin so cool. Finally, coming into the Marvel universe with that new series. Oh, like they're gonna make the comic. Yeah, he's gonna the, write the, it. the show. Yeah, like, but it's not gonna be the MCU. It's a what if? What if? What if oh, is it what if? Oh, yeah. okay. It's it's they're streaming. They're what? what well, the no, they're, they're making the they're making cartoons. The offenders. yeah, it's a cartoon. That's not gonna be in the MCU. Is it a cartoon? Yeah. Oh, they're okay, making no. cartoons. There's like a Howard the Duck team it's up with like Dazzler or something. But yeah, but um, another great thing about that battle, I I feel like it was such a great exhibition of all the characters and the unique abilities. Mm -hmm. Like that 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 has always consistently been one of my complaints about the first one. Mm -hmm. I felt like I wanted more. You know, okay, we've we've seen these individual movies and we Mm -hmm. see some of their cool powers, but like I want to see what happens when we put them together. And I feel like I started to get that in Ultron, Mm -hmm. and then then this, it was like, no, you guys nailed every single character and their powers. You know, we got giant Ant Man. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, Bravo, by the way, for their use of Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, it was like the perfect she, amount, mm-hmm. the perfect context made her awesome. When without... he headbutts her and she doesn't fucking flinch, I yeah. was like, I got oh, chills. I was gosh. like, oh, oh, so good, so good, man. Yeah, uh, that just it, there. It's just for me. There was so many moments of like hope, mm-hmm. and then, and then the kill shot. <laughs> well, I, I was like, somebody's gonna fucking die. I, I felt like a little there, bit. Like, it was going back, back and forth, back and there. forth. That's why yeah. it's so crazy. That I felt like... You're I, like, oh, no, this is going to be it. Yeah. Oh, they're, oh, it's, they're going to win because with Captain Marvel. like, Because in the comics, Mar- mm-hmm. Captain Marvel has famous, famously has ripped off the gauntlet from mm-hmm. from Thanos. So I was like, she's going to rip it off. She's going to oh. rip it off. And then Power Stone. Yeah. No, but even, even the touch with Doctor Strange's finger... 
Do you guys remember yeah. that scene? Yeah. That yeah. was so cool because yeah. he asked the question oh. like, you know, like, is it, this is the, this the one? Yeah. You know, and like, and it, it it's like Doctor Strange can't tell him, but he's like, yeah, this is the one. So do the thing that no. you were thinking about doing. Like, it's, it, that was the moment where I started to get crying. Like, I, it was like the finality yeah. of what yep. was going to happen uh, triggered because yeah. it was like. It, this is it. This yep, is it. Yep, and, yep. I'll come down to that moment. And yeah. if yeah. you could see the sorrow on Doctor Strange's face mm-hmm. of like, I don't, you don't deserve it. He yeah. knows. He respects he him now. Yeah. He, they've grown a lot since, and, and Strange like, has grown a lot. Yeah. And I, but I think I want to go back to in, in um, to Infinity War again yeah. and see what if that change happens when Doctor Strange sees it. He's mm. gonna be the one that oh, he's. Think, yeah. He at that moment he starts treating yeah. Tony yeah. a lot better. Yeah. And one other really cool thing. This is not necessarily what we were just talking about, but it is in the final battle, and it's something I really wanted to talk about. That moment when you're just like Spider-Man's there, and like just like one female superhero comes down, and it's like she's not alone, and it's just kind of like you don't really realize. But it takes you a couple seconds to like, oh, another female superhero. Oh, and then like walks, and then just like all of them just show, up and you just have like. Like twenty fucking like every female superhero but in the series real, just comes out. Mantis had no business there. No, I mean it didn't really like make a lot like it, like logistically didn't make sense, but it was so fucking cool that I didn't. My brain was just like, well, yeah, this, this is great. This is fucking great. <laughs> like it was basically like the A Force, you know, from the yeah. comics, the like Avengers team that's all women. It was just like here they all are just like boom, boom, just one more, one more, one more, one more, and you're just like. Oh my god! And because it was like it was just the right amount. Because they were they weren't like it was just like yeah, ladies are here kicking ass, but they didn't like be like and here's some girl power. They were just like nope, we're here to fucking kick ass. They didn't need to say anything. They just did it, and I was like hell yeah. So I want to talk about that for a second. So uh, it was it was an indulgence, but it was fucking cool. Yeah, all right, all right. So here's my take on that. I. I cheered when that happened. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I was just overwhelmed. Like, yeah. It was kind of like what you said. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's happening, but this is good. Yeah. Like, however, I will say, you know, I know that there's, there's this kind of like social agenda um, to, some, to some degree, like making sure, you know, that everybody gets their fair share screen time and that sort of thing. I do feel like that was on the fringe of going a little too far because it, um, it interrupted the logistics mm-hmm. of the story for me. Like, so it's like I, I'm all how, for. How yeah. they now they all are together. At it, the it doesn't. I know it didn't make sense, but like. It was an awesome moment. It didn't but, take me out of it. But it while we, we were being surrounded, like they literally shown Wasp with Scott like a few minutes, or like a few seconds. Yeah, it's like the, logistically like the internal logic of the story. It's not like the women would stop. They're all over the battlefield, and suddenly like they got to stop and go represent womanhood all and in I don't this think one that's spot. What they, like they like in the characters were doing that, and I'm, that's why I'm glad they didn't like comment on it. Like I think if I think I would agree with you if they had said something like "Let's do this for the girls" or something, they were just like here they are. Yeah. yeah so it was it's just it was a touchstone moment. That's that's, what, that's why like for me it, it was on the edge and you said just a moment ago that it was an indulgence mm-hmm. and I agree I feel like it's yeah. like okay fine like yeah. it, it, to me it was like on the fringe um, but I'll take it because um, it, it was it wasn't too jarring but it was a, a minor complaint for me though I I would love to just contrast that for a moment with generally I'm not a big fan of the whole like social representation mm-hmm. stuff however. Um, uh, if if we're gonna talk about that, I think the scene of Cap passing on his shield to what what's his name? Sam. Yeah, Sam. Like to me, if you if you want to read something racial into that, 
that was something I yeah. I really appreciated actually. Yeah. So for me, it's like it's cool to have a black Captain America. Yeah. Well, but it wasn't just. But that. Let, let me make my case yeah. for yeah, it. So so it's what's so nice about it is it, in in terms of representing underrepresented my, minorities on screen, I was actually quite touched by this yeah. scene because th- there was such an, an a question just the way it went down of the person who receives this shield is the man who's most worthy of it mm-hmm. and and it it was significant that captain america he he's he's american you know he's sort of representing in some ways the history of america yeah. and it's it's it felt momentous in a in a historical way that the greatest hero iconic of america is passing on the icon of america to the man most worthy and that man happens to be african american no, exactly. that is that's so that's special I mean, when you and, I were debating. and there was yeah. even this question you know he even said like he said how does it look i want, I want to see how it looks on you or whatever and he says it, it looks like it's not mine you know, and and you could read a lot racially into that, but it's and he says, well, it is yeah. because no. you're the one who's worthy. Mm-hmm. Like so, well, I I am Mexican, and I am all for that representation of, of of other races and things like that. But I feel like it shouldn't take. It should be earned. It and, shouldn't come at the expense and, and of the story. Yeah, at yeah. the expense of the story, and it, and that is. It should. That should. It should be for any. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that's how it should be for any race. It should just be earned, and that's the whole point of like for me, my like the equality is it's earned. It like I mean that that recognition is earned. It's not given. It it shouldn't be given to any anybody, any race, anything like that. So. So I think what you're saying is is that that, like you don't get like just because. He's black. Don't give it to him. Just because he, but he didn't. Because that's what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was that um, Sam was the most deserving because we have Bucky here that has has been has been an assassin since just like in his time, like Mm -hmm. like just three years earlier, he's he was an assassin, or maybe two two years earlier. I don't know how long he was in Wakanda. Yeah. Because that's basically how long he was had. Been, not been an assassin so I feel in my mind Bucky that's why he's like you know no go you go because he uh, and that's another thing that my sister brought up when I watched it with her yesterday is that Bucky knew Bucky knew what yeah. Sam what what Steve was going to yeah. do yeah, well, yeah. Bucky's just in it for being like he's he's there as as Steve Rogers friend where no. Sam is a hero yeah but no I am saying that in what well, in the ending, Bucky knew that Steve. Oh was yeah, he definitely did. They're because 100%. he wasn't, he wasn't surprised that he didn't yeah. come back. Yeah. He's the one that turned into. And he says, "I'm gonna miss you," which is a yeah. weird thing to say to someone who's gonna be gone from your perspective exactly. for ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Bucky knew that this was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. He, oh, yeah. he probably told. You can tell Steve, it in his face. Yeah. He probably told Steve, "No, don't give it to me. Give it to this man." And that doesn't mean that Bucky isn't going to, because of, canonically now they're both, they have both been. Captain America, and that doesn't mean that Bucky isn't going to become Captain America eventually. Mm-hmm. It's just that Sam's going to be Captain America first. Yeah, I just want to make sure I clarify. I'm not opposed to having women or minorities <laughs> as actors in movies. Sorry, guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> Jonathan is a woman-hating racist. <laughs> yeah, just my whole point with that was to contrast the two scenes. Like, like there's the so, scene, there's the scene yeah. with the women, yeah. where I feel like it was on the edge of sort of interrupting the story to represent. Whereas the scene with Sam felt much more like 
this is something important that has racial implications uh, and implications for minorities but it's a beautiful and completely integrated part of the story you know what it would have fit more with the woman's part is that if they cut off them like like basically marching at the beginning and had captain marvel get the get the gauntlet right but then then she goes off but then she's passing it to every fucking woman and they're like double i, don't know, I, I like thought crazy. it was perfect the way it was, it was like, I, I thought it was like i wouldn't change a thing like it was okay. a personal reference, but i i fucking thought it was great and that would have been awesome because it would be like that yeah, like them they like they were they were like bouncing off each other like you grab this you grab that and like I mean, for me, I just think the presence of Captain Marvel as yeah. a badass woman yeah. is, is awesome. Well, like, really cool you don't have to convince like, me that yeah. women are women yeah. are awesome it, on it, screen. Yeah. Like, it's cool because like up until recently, until you know Black Panther and Captain Marvel, you've had had all these movies where that have just been white dudes. Like mm-hmm. it's been exclusive, and to have like a really cool moment in a, like a and it's it was just kind of common to be like we have now have all these great characters that are female characters and mm-hmm. here's just like a splat it was like a splash page that you would see from a comic book yeah exactly it. Uh-huh. so it was it was it just like they happen to be here it's a weird quid you know like a weird coincidence just, you think about logistically it doesn't make sense but it's like mm-hmm. yeah these are all the characters that we have now that are just badass females and boom here we, we're just gonna show them to you and it's gonna be fucking awesome and mm-hmm. I, I just loved it I did too. I could yeah, see it. Yeah, I could yeah. see it. Yeah. yeah. I did too. I just it, it 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 did it was a beat of a moment that took us out of the the constant action. It was just my main main com- critique, but it's not even that big of a critique. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's really overall fucking great. Like, um, I want to point out a couple other oh, like, well, what like say? No. So for the final moment of. Mm. Tony and the call back to I am. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. The that okay. You talked about the cap getting the hammer. Mm-hmm. The the other was he. There was that moment like I am inevitable, mm-hmm. and at that moment anything could have happened. He could have said anything, and he said the perfect thing. <laughs> yep. The yep. perfect well, thing. It's literally the words that have represented the start of the cinematic of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Yeah. In that moment of, of Iron Man 1, mm-hmm. right at the end, where at the press conference where he says, I am Iron Man. Mm-hmm. That, and, oh. and then with Tony, with, um, then at the next scene of, of, um, of um, Nick, Nick Fury repeating those words, I am Iron Man. Yeah. And that's the kickoff of yeah. this 11-year saga, mm-hmm. is Robert Downey Jr. Movie, movie saying, ends. I am Iron yeah. Man. So the end of not just this infinity saga but of tony stark saga mm-hmm. him ending it with i am iron man Ugh. is just the perfect it's perfect bookends yeah to us um one of the best that's good it's going to be one of the best stories ever told and and, and it, it captures something so special about robert downey and I about about <laughs> iron man because the, the what it captures i mean it, it does a lot of important things kind of bookending the arc mm-hmm. is one of those things another thing it does is it captures the unique genius of tony stark is the man who can defy the inevitable mm-hmm. you know it's like like oh, okay you're the inevitable gosh. but i'm iron man like yeah. i oh I, I walk around inevitability every day mm-hmm. um and and uh and and that just touches on a thing is defining the inevitability because he got shot in his heart and of course, that yeah, would be it, like this, the this is yeah. what Iron Man is, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and and that that is his unique heroism in a lot of ways. 
Um, and and just, just a quick touch, I mean, I, many people have said this in different ways, but it captures the fact that Robert Downey Jr. isn't playing Tony Stark. He, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony yeah, Stark. Yeah. And he's and, and, proven that. That's what makes it, like, for me, it, it's been a cushion for me, is that in actual alley, we're not losing Tony Stark. Yeah, Robert no. Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Yeah, just last night I watched Sherlock and I was like, oh, Tony's back! <laughs> <laughs> just different clothes. He's just British, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, fucking, yeah. I, you guys hit the nail on the head with that one. Like, And I, it was I, the perfect I, way I to end his arc. So I, I was honestly, like, not, like, I like Iron Man. He's, pro, like, I'm not as huge on him as you guys are. I was just, but it was like the perfect send off to him. That's the only way I think he could have been. Yeah. Movie, yeah. Sacrificing himself and saying, "I am Iron Man." Like, I think for me going perfect. in, it was just the like, mind and I, I have went in this past five days through the the five stages huh? of grief. No joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was my the denial phase of like, no, he can't die. He's yeah. not. He's not gonna die, and stuff like that. That, but now in the acceptance acceptance stage of like. Yeah, that had to be the only way. To do that. And and do you you, you saw the Instagram post? I love you three thousand. Oh my gosh! I want oh. if I, so if I ever get to meet him, um, I want him You're to sign. To him? No, no, I love I love Susan Downey. She's amazing. Um, no, I want him to sign something. I love you three thousand, and I will get it tattooed. On <laughs> I know, no joke. He could come back to this podcast and 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 hear. And Robert Downey, if you're listening to this podcast please come on board we will stop everything for you i will stop that i would stop this podcast for anyone who's like for someone who's been in the marvel universe for three seconds i could be like <laughs> oh man but uh yeah fucking for uh just want to say a couple more stray observations yeah, yeah um that this was a movie that like is so fucking big and awesome and huge that they got Robert Redford to come back for essentially a minute. Yeah. One of the biggest movie stars in fucking history. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm Robert Redford. Yeah, I love being Marvel. Let me just come back. No, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But you know what? One person that I felt like, why the hell is he at at Tony's um at Tony's uh, funeral? Why the hell was was um. Ross, General Ross, there. That, that was a little weird. That asshole does not yeah. deserve to be yeah. there. Yeah, General Ross. He was the he's yeah. the reason why they were broken up. Yeah. Okay. But I'm I did sorry, love that, that the kid. The kid yeah. yeah. Was like, first, I didn't recognize him. Yeah. But then, like, I was that like, because like the first time I was kind of like, who's this? But then, like, I got really choked up when yeah. I saw him. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, because he had such a. They both had such a big impact on each yes. other's lives. Yes. He's that, almost like the pre-Peter Parker. Like, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. It's, just, it's just that that whole that was it, continuing with with Tony's send off. Mm-hmm. Like that was the perfect send off mm-hmm. to him, and, and just having yeah. all these different superheroes at his funeral. Yeah, was yeah, it was so just oh, panning and seeing everybody. One more mo- moment from that. And, the cheeseburgers. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Because you see, that's the first thing he asked from Patty. Oh. And, and he's like, I'll get you all the cheeseburgers mm-hmm. you want, boss. So. I'm, I'm wondering if they're, like, they're going to, they're hinting that Happy's going to be going to come, like, he's going to be, like, the kind of new father to, he's, because he is oh, in no, the comics, that, he's married to Pepper. So, oh, no, 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 no. He can't be married to Pepper. <laughs> he's, wait, well, that's, in the comics they want, They're not going to because, do you want to continue on to the future? So, what? Okay, so now, going into the future... We, we have um, Spider-Man um, Far, Far From, from Home coming. So, before this movie, we're like, okay, like, yeah, her, him and um, uh, Happy happy and Aunt May, like, oh, okay, they've been flirting mm. for a while. Now, it freaking takes a whole different title, because I'm pretty sure this is going to be 
now. It's going to be 2023. Yeah. Which is the date that, oh, yeah. that, like, you're that not sure if it's gonna be, Endgame yeah. ends. Yeah. So, so now that takes in a whole different perspective of, of Spider-Man Far From Home. But I, I do think that regardless they, if he be actually marries Pepper, he's going to be basically a... a a new kind of father he, to Morgan Stark. Is oh, like a, oh, yeah. I and, think no. Like, I, think I think that is based on like the comics uncle. when he, you know, because he's there, he's there for her. So and yeah. you know, in the comics, you know, like Pepper and and then it's also because it's John Favreau who is the director mm-hmm. who kicked off the cinematic and universe, and he's such watching Tony to Stark. Too, yeah. That it was. And that he had his own moment mm-hmm. because he is one. He is John Stabber, literally like, the one that started yeah. it all too. Yeah. So it was incredible that they gave him a moment mm-hmm. in that way. That was so cool. Um, but uh, no. So going back well, to well, that, there's a couple of okay. straight things I want to say before okay. we talk about the future of these. Um, and it's kind of another thing that reinforces uh, how Cap like has kind of really lost everything is because you do see that at the end uh, or in the middle of Captain America three, he does have have this budding romance with Sharon Carter. And there's a couple people you see in the beginning that got snapped. They're showing all the pictures. And there's two pictures you see that like um, are characters who are from the MCU from earlier, at least two that I caught, which is one is um, Eric Selvig mm-hmm. from um, the Thor movies, mm-hmm. and the other one was Sharon Carter. She oh. got snapped. You do see her picture. So he doesn't even have like his potential budding romance. It you know, even she's down. gone, you know? And mm-hmm. like he's got just nothing left. Okay, so I didn't catch that. Yeah, um, I was... I, 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 don't, I definitely noticed that the second time around, I was like, oh my god, there she is, because he could have, you know, theoretically had a life with, you know, Peggy Carter's niece, and a lot of people don't, like, people are like, ew, it's this niece of this girl that he, like, kind of made out with once 40 years ago, but I'm like, okay, you know what, Wanda is making out with a fucking robot, so, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was, it was cool to kind of, like, have, like, those callbacks, like, Selvig, who was, you know, a big character who had, he'd been in... The first two Thor and the first two Avengers movies, we haven't seen them in a while. And I was like, okay, that's why it's not in this one. Same thing with her. Um, I was trying to keep an eye out for, like, on the when yeah. Ant-Man goes to yep. the wall. I was, like, looking for, like, other Easter eggs yeah. and stuff. And I'm sure that, like, there's a million Easter eggs. And I could just spend all day talking about it. But those were a couple they, cool I ones I think they've said there's, like, 70. Oh, there's been there's videos that have been more. coming out that yeah, I, there's, a, there's a Mr. Sunday movies one where he just spends, like, 20 minutes just talking about all the Easter eggs. You mm-hmm. could just go for days. like Yeah. Unless there's any other little moments you guys want to touch on, I guess we were like we can talk about where do we go from here in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but then I can, far so from I home will, is the next month. So far from home is the next one. So that now I'm pretty sh- I I feel like it is going to take place after this. All, all yeah, this. It, it, so, it could be pre. And the one thing is that like is a hint that it might be pre uh, Infinity War is that um, Samuel L. J- or um, Nick Fury doesn't know who Spider-Man is, and they met at the funeral, but it might have been just they were there, they didn't really talk. Because he does say, nice to meet you, Spider-Man. I don't think they but, met. I, I feel, I'm, I'm, so I'm hoping, but it, it's So that means sense. that, like, everybody got snapped. That means that Ned and yeah. Flash and Peter and, um, what's, uh, MJ. Like, MJ, thank you. Uh, they all got snapped. I, yeah. The whole school. It just, for, for, you know... Continuity. That's mm-hmm. what's happened. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But it makes sense that it is the five years later because of this in the in the previews. If you've seen the previews of Happy and Aunt May, like having this kind of like like flirting thing going on, and that would mean that it's possible that they spent five years like uh, kind of like getting to know each other because in a way that maybe it may be Happy being you know um, you know maybe. being the sp- stars and stuff like that. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking it's going to yeah. be this. What I'm really curious to see what happens is what happens on, like, shows like, you know, the number one MCU property, Cloak and Dagger. 
Like, how do, how do think, shows... I don't think the shows are going to be affected. Well, I think they... His, well, in how, the, what, how are they going to the handle WonderCon, it? In the WonderCon panel for... Um, Agents of Field is obviously going to address it. I don't think so. Oh, I think Agents of Shield is going to be set because the the, the well, ones we left behind is the name of the first episode. Of I saw the, the first season. episode. Did they address it? No. So is I it s- out yet? No, I saw it at WonderCon. Uh, um, okay. So well, they we won't don't spoil it because it. it's not out yet. But no, uh, but in the trailer that isn't even like, out well, yet, it like, comes out tomorrow. They were all going up to the Thanos attacking at the end of the last season. Well, well, no. I, 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 so you think that they're all going to be just set before Infinity War, all the shows? No, I think they're going to just, they're not going to, I don't know. Because exactly. they're set in the same continuity. Because it's, it's been so different. I mean, because so that's what different. they've been doing so far. Yeah, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have been so detached from the movies. You know? Not not the last season. The last season, they were, it was the big plot was Thanos is coming. And that's why they were, like, trying to gear up and, um, you know, that's why, uh, you know, the Graviton, Gravitron got uh-huh. made. Um, so I yeah. think she, Agent Shield may, would be the one that addresses it. If anything, yeah, it's going to be that, during the snap because the yeah. way that it shows. That's what I think the, it is. It's going to be during so the snap. For I Agent think it Shield. might be during. I'm, the I'm just snap. curious, like you know, how are the shows like no, Cloak no. and Dagger or Runaways um, gonna handle this? Because this is like how, you can't not address a five year gap where people disappear. Other than I guess they would just keep setting it before they're like, yep, this is still happening in 2017. I don't know because I mean, like in Agent Shield, no one's gone. No, yeah. everybody sur- then everybody survives. It'll be yeah. it'll be interesting to see. I think Agent Seal is the one, like I just said, that would address it. But I, I really think that a lot of them are going to keep being like, okay, this is just mm-hmm. before Infinity War, and yeah. maybe down the road they'll address it if the shows keep getting renewed and renewed yeah. and renewed. But I think that's big thing that why why I was so surprised to see a character from Agent Carter is because the t- shows have been largely separate from the movies. So mm-hmm. I'll want to see how yeah. this event that is almost impossible to ignore. Because they have made references like to the incident and yeah. and Sokovia in you know uh, Iron Fist was a big thing which yeah. was cool so my, there's some stuff I think might trickle over it'll yeah. be interesting to see. But oh, it's one more thing I'm sorry for the um, for Spider Man mm-hmm. is I do actually want it to happen this five years later mm-hmm. because of the the effect that it would have it's going to have on 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 Spider Man it would explain why in the trailer he doesn't want to. Yeah. Spider-Man going to Europe. That would make a lot um, of sense. And then just the moment of him in during the battle of him being so overwhelmed, mm-hmm. but in the moment before the, all the women can't come to to help him, mm-hmm. that just was so reminiscent of Tony being so helpless mm-hmm. in moments that I'm I'm so ready for it. Even though it's going to be sad and emotional. I'm going to be so ready for him to have kind of like that kind of small parallel mm-hmm. with Tony's character and then having Happy help him through this because he's helped yeah. Tony in yeah. the past with it. And uh, so, so we were talking about the shows and there's now there's going to be basically two kinds of MCU shows with the Disney Plus coming out. There's going to be the shows that are made by uh, Marvel TV but then like Marvel Studios the one the because they're actually two basically separate divisions. Um, but the Marvel Studios, who makes the Marvel movies, are going to make TV shows now. That's what the Loki show is going to be. That's what the WandaVision show is going to be. Which I think, with, that's with what the that one, show I is think is... So the WandaVision... I think that's going to be set between Civil um, War and Infinity yes, War. Yes, me too. Um, for the Bucky, uh, the Falcon, and the, and the Winter Soldier one, I think it is actually going to take place yeah. after this. Well, these, these ones, though, they're definitely going to be tied into the events of yeah. the movies because they're being made by the same people. And that's why a lot of times... 
the shows are a little slower because there's not a lot of crossover between mm-hmm. those two divisions, whereas this is literally the same people. So I think that's going to be the further adventures of Loki. He jumps, grabs a space stone, exactly. jumps to, I think he might just jump to different points in history because there's been some stuff about that that might be what it, the show is. Um, so be, I would really, I'm really excited for the Loki That's show. exactly what I think that one's going to be. Um, for, the, for the Falcon and Winter Soldier one, I think it's going to be basically Falcon's, um, Sam's transition Mm-hmm. to being Captain America because I don't think he's going to automatically become Captain America. I think he's going to still be hesitant to it and it's going to be him and Bucky going on, going on their own mm-hmm. and being this rambuck, or like team that we kind of got a hint of in, in um, Civil War that, yeah. that um, kind of like begrudging like mm-hmm. buddy cop kind of thing. Um, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, and then the WandaVision probably yeah. before Infinity War. Yeah. And then, you know, we've still got the continuing stories of the movies. Like, we were talking about the Guardians 3, which I think Thor is going to be a big part. I think it might be kind of like an Asgardians of the Galaxy. We'll see. It's definitely going to be... have such good it's, interplay. It's Thor definitely, I guess, especially with him seeing, searching for Gamora, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be him trying to search for Gamora. We'll see how I that, think that's what it's going to be. We'll see how they explain that. <laughs> well, I'm not exactly I mean, because sure. Gamora, you know, that's it's it's Gamora from before Guardians One. You know, I, it's from, I, she's from that yeah, reality I where guess that's, none of that happened. Yeah. One thought about that, mm-hmm. um, just from like a business and brand perspective, it struck me as kind of a consolidation of some of their weaker brands. Like, I I don't I don't think of Guardians as a weak brand per se, but I think it's it's never been like like on par with the Avengers or mm-hmm. something and uh, up to number three it's you can imagine it's kind of petering out or something like that and then Thor has always been kind of maybe like a secondary brand in terms of popularity so I could see them kind of strengthening both by crossing them into one well and especially they're tonally starting with Ragnarok they're very on par they're both very space they're like the two kind of yeah. like space yeah. adjacent characters like it wouldn't really make sense to bring in like the Falcon or something like that right. because the right. Falcon's not it's you know from space you know well, whereas we have... Thor really works with the Guardians it's a really natural fit yeah. and you saw that right off the bat in Infinity War when they first meet up the only thing that I'm concerned that I, I that I, the one of the things that I think that Thor is not going to be in Guardians is one the Guardians um, script has already been written it's only been written it's only James Gunn writing it mm-hmm. and I think that the is going to be because of that entire Watiti not being connected to that it's going to be Thor's another Thor movie with Taika Waititi. I don't, I don't, because they do trilogies, you know. I think it would be it would take away something if they're like, and here's another Thor movie. I I just have a feeling. I, I, the one thing I could see is like a like a like a Thor movie, but like not like Chris Hemsworth focused. Maybe like a Valkyrie focused Thor, like that where Valkyrie kind of like how in the comics Jane Foster becomes the new Thor. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would actually call her Thor, but like a Valkyrie movie, mm-hmm. but. Um, We'll see. I, yeah, we'll see. I, I've got my money on Thor being on Guardians. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens when that one comes out. But I think, I think after Spider Man, mm-hmm. um, they might take a, a, or they might space them at least a little bit further apart because the, now they need to catch up to, t- to re- re- real time. So they need to catch up. Well, to Well, let me see. The next date Oops. that they have confirmed for a movie um, is May. T- so there's going to be one. In May 2020 is the next May confirmed date. And then that. And then do they November have 2020. Um, but that's. 
And then there's a few more coming down the pipe after that. Yeah. Like, there's so about basically two or... There's two a year to, yeah. in 2020, which is a step down. Usually there's three a year for the last mm-hmm. couple of years. I think they're going to... Like, they... I think Kevin Feige has said that they're going to space them out a bit yeah. more. It's probably going to be like a Doctor Strange 2 or like an Ant-Man 3. Well, it makes more sense because... Um, they need, to, they need to catch you up need to, to time. You need a break. Um, well, they need to catch up to time, too. They need to catch up to 2023. I don't think that necessarily matters. Like, I don't think it has to... Like, they have to be set in the year they come out. Like, they can be set in the, like, the not-too-distant future. I don't think that makes a huge difference. Um, but uh, it will be interesting to see what they do next because this is going to be... You know, now that the Infinity Saga is over, they're going to be kind of... I think they're going to go Secret Wars. Uh, I, I was wondering about yeah. that. Well, they, they, even though that this, the scrolls in Captain Marvel were presented as mm-hmm. being nice, they, um, I don't know who said it. It might have been Kevin Feige. He's like, there's bad scrolls. Scrolls are there's scary as hell. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, like, even though that was like a small population of good scrolls, they're like, for every good scroll you have, there's a bad scroll. So, we just came under attack. <laughs> I'm not sure what that was. So I think okay. it's gonna, it might be Secret Wars. I think that might play a part of it. I think that it's going to be the same kind of thing um, where it's going to be like 10 years. Because like Thanos didn't show up right away. Thanos didn't show up until Avengers, which was four years after mm-hmm. um, Iron Man. So it might be like you get a hint of Galactus or Doctor Doom or yeah, something. I, was wondering, like, maybe I think they're going to start bringing in... Well, they've talked about the Eternals they're going to do. I yeah. think they're going to go a little more cosmic with this next whatever, yeah. Phase 4, whatever you want. And to being like the, the Eternals they're going to do... You know, I think they're gonna Who's probably gonna bring in the X Men and the Fantastic Four. You might get some Doom stuff. Yeah. I would like but, to see Green Goblin as so, a kind of. So with the acquisition of 20, um, 20th Century Fox, mm-hmm. I think that they, that might actually it might play into the back half of this phase. Mm-hmm. That's um, what this, you probably won't see like Galactus show up until like. It might not happen until the yeah. next phase. So so in all, this was three phases. This mm-hmm. whole Infinity Saga. Yeah. Um, so it might not be until Phase Five when. Yeah, exactly. When, when the when you see the Silver Surfer stuff. shows up and he's just like, "Hey, good yeah. luck, guys." But I feel like they would do Secret Wars before. The yeah, Galactus. they're gonna do something leading into it. Yeah. And it'll be interesting, and they're probably gonna do like a new look Avengers. Um, and so there might there's probably gonna it's be a lot of Captain Marvel. Mar- for sure. Captain Marvel for sure. I would like to see an A Force movie. Honestly, I think that would be cool. Like you have like a lot of the characters who saw in that. It might be. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a um, one of the series is like. Yeah, that would be really cool. There would be some interesting things. Uh, I think Ant-Man and uh, Wasp 3 might be like Ant-Man and Wasp and like Cassie Lang's character. Yeah. Because like, now she's, you know, and that she was, was just a kid. I'm like, oh, she's never going to catch up. And now, you know, she's got a five-year jump. Yeah. So I might, think that was awesome. She might awesome. be the new Wasp or mm-hmm. Ant-Man. Um, we, we also talked about I, um, your, your favorite guy, Hawkeye, is going to be teaching uh, Kate Bishop yeah. in the Hawkeye and, show. Oh, so. and so going back to that, I think it actually now makes sense that he's, he one thing because he's he was already pretty much retired, mm-hmm. but I think now even more he feels like I'm not Hawkeye anymore because I don't deserve it yeah. anymore. He, he, I'm sure he still feels, he still feels that guilt. Oh, he yeah. still feels, he can't, re- he feels like he can't repent from that. Mm-hmm. Or in the, the only way he can repent is to pass on the legacy of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. So that totally makes sense now. Yeah. To yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you heard, but it got announced today, actually, huh. that Robbie Ray is, is um, 
um, Ghost Rider is going to have its own show too. Thank you. I've been waiting asking for this shit for years. <laughs> on Hulu. Oh my god. Thank you. There you go. Like there's. And the. Because we talked about last time that we were like, what are some Mexican American characters? Robbie Reyes, like actually. Oh yeah. There down. you go. Like, here's Yay. Like, yeah, Robbie Reyes. He's like. Yeah, I, was like I was looking all over that battle scene for Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. That, there was a moment like that moment. It's just like. I felt like I was uh, Doctor Strange and like Kevin Feige was one when like it's like every character from like fucking ten years of movies that still alive comes out of this portal, and then like Doctor Strange just goes, "Is that it?" And he's like, "You wanted more." Like I was, that was me. I was just like, "Where's Daredevil?" Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, um, okay, but yeah, okay. So I was gonna say it. So some characters that have already been in the MCU that are Mexican American heroes are Robbie Reyes and Yo Yo. Um, some other ones we yeah, might see uh, that are Mexican American. We've got. Um, Sam Alexander Nova, um, Firebird, we've got Miss America, who's kind of a follow-up to when uh, Miss uh, America Chavez. Um, we've got Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara. Oh, wait, Miss America. Yeah, um, you've got Miguel O'Hara uh, from tw- Spider-Man 2099, who Oscar Isaac voiced in a cameo. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Miles Morales. Um, th- those were, you know, an animated movie that's not connected yeah. uh, into the Spider-Verse. But. I think the... I think the but I think we will get a Miles Morales Spider-Man yeah. movie down the road. For me, I think my my best hope of a cinematic um, representation is going to be in the, actually in the DC side of um, of um, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle would be cool with yeah. Jaime Jaime yeah, Reyes. Reyes. But so, yeah, I'm really but, excited for the Ghost Rider show. Yeah. I, I had not heard about that. Yeah. Like, that's something I've been like, why isn't this a thing? Like, well, yeah, and then they're going to tie into it. But it's very interesting that Hulu kind of is. Uh, We'll we'll talk about that later in the in the next one. Mm-hmm. But that Hulu is kind of like swapped in and like hey, bring back Daredevil Hulu. I know. Please right? do it. Bring back all the defenders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe this is the opening that door. Yeah, yeah, that. that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd and, be cool. Yeah, it's very surprising. Uh, yeah, and then you know, as a one of the greatest um, poets of our generation once said, um, the future is still unwritten. My job. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, thank you for being here on this podcast with me. Thank you for joining me once again. Absolutely. Um, Bye. But uh, uh, we have been uh, Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones. Before we go, I just want to mention that Ariel and I have a new podcast out called Underrated, which you guys should check out. It's on all the podcasting apps. I'll drop a link in the description here. But you know, just go ahead and search Underrated. It's about underrated movies. Um, some of our favorite ones. We just kick it off with a few episodes. Speed Racer, Void, and Red. Um, a couple of our friends. It's called the Undercast Computer Collaboration. So check that out, guys. But thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, you guys, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks for being amazing.